Welcome, folks, to podcast today for May 3rd, 2016. I always have to do that. I always have to pause because I don't remember what date it is. So anytime I say welcome to our podcast today for, I have to glance down at the date so I remember what date it is and actually don't get it wrong. It's May 3rd. We're into May. Can you believe that? The year is flying. The year is not flying. Time is passing exactly as it always has. I wonder why it seems like time passes faster when you're older. I assume it's because like life's experiences become kind of numb to you. That when you're younger, everything is new. And uh, as, as you experience things for the first time, it doesn't seem quite as rote and routine. By the time you reach the, the haughty old ages of, well, I'm 23, going on 24 in a month or so, nothing's new to you anymore. Life is just passing you by because life is, we experience it in a linear fashion. There is a debate as to whether time is linear or it's all happening at once or something or when there's multiple times and there's the multiverse theory and all that is a random tangent for podcasts where I'm going to talk about NXT, but that's apparently what I'm starting with. It's May 3rd and I figured I'd talk a little about WWE's developmental promotion NXT. It's weird to still call it a developmental promotion because people try to kind of pretend that's not what it is anymore and it's exactly what it is and people hold wrestlers down there to a probably higher standard than they should it's a standard that they've set so it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy but when like wrestlers are bad on nxt people are like why are they on the show and then you think well it's developmental that's where they're supposed to be that's where we're supposed to do that's where they're supposed to be bad so when they get to the big leagues they're good so bad performances should not only be accepted they should almost be encouraged because fail when less people are watching. It's a high enough profile environment where if you fail, you'll learn from it, but not so high that if you fail, people will hold it against you and remember it forever, which is kind of how WTV can work. People can occasionally be forgetful, but then you can be like a Lord Tensai doing the Albert thing and people just won't let Albert go, would they? I've long had a, a theory, a narrative, if you will, about NXT that it's basically ECW which I'll, I'll go on to why it's evolved into NXT's TNA. But, well, because NXT are slowly turning themselves into TNA, literally. But I always, uh, I always had the narrative that there's two camps in NXT. There is the kind of performance center trained from the ground up kind of guys. And then there's the internationally trained fly in and pay money to have good matches on the show kind of guys. Finn Balor's versus Tyler Breeze's, if you will. I said, if you will, twice now, because I'm doing a Dusty Rhodes impression, because I'm talking about NXT, if you will. And that there's kind of a a haves and have-nots divide in NXT. People like Samoa Joe and Finn Balor and uh, Adrian Neville and Seth Rollins before them and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, all these people are the people who don't need developmental. Uh, To a degree, you could argue the likes of uh, Finn Balor does, because he has skills that WWE require of him, that he doesn't quite have. The same you would have thought for Sami Zayn, but then he opened his mouth and revealed he was a damn good promo, and you're like, well, he doesn't need to be down there anymore, does he? Because Sami Zayn's gotten over everywhere in the world, literally hiding his face and not speaking a word, so if you get over everywhere without two of his most kind of vital assets, he'd get over in WWE no bother, because he can talk and he's, he's super expressive. He's like the best wrestler in the world, but that's neither here nor there. And then you have the, the kind of Baron Corbins and the, the Ty Dillingers and the CJ Parkers before he left and the Tyler Breezes and obviously Bo Dallas was probably the most the most heavily pushed of the kind of NXT originals rather than the, the fly-ins. And that when you, you see when they're called up, there's kind of a divide. 
based on who they are and how well they succeed. Say Emma called up, flopped. Paige called up, hyped to the moon and then never really delivered. Though the other NXT ladies have done better for themselves. Sasha had a, a shaky start, but started has started a little to come into her own, even if there are other problems. And Charlotte is as shaky as she's always been, but she's not being protected anymore, so it's showing more often. And Becky is rock solid, because she is, of those three, she's the one with the largest pedigree. But on the, the men's side of things, you've had the Ascension, who, fair enough, were terrible in NXT, so you really wouldn't have expected them to be anything else on the main roster. The Tyler Breeze, who was really good on NXT, is actually a, a, a character that had edges and rounds, and he, he, was, he wasn't one-dimensional, is what I'm saying. And he was called up to the main roster with absolutely no plan, and then shunted to the side almost instantly. Baron Corbin was just called up and lost to Dolph Ziggler, so clearly he's going nowhere. Even, like, Apollo Crews was called up long before he was ready. He was one of those people that really did need to be down developmentally. He has skills that WWE need of him. Uh, Adam Rose, another called up, failed. Bo Dallas, another called up, failed. The reoccurring trend is that these these kind of homegrown NXT guys are called up before they're ready and they fail. And that's possibly because NXT doesn't do a very good job of preparing them for what they're going to face in the main roster. NXT protects them too much, which goes back to what I the, the overall point of this, that NXT is ECW. When you looked at ECW, the Tommy Dreamers and the Just Incredibles and the Balls Mahoney's and the the gangsters of the world, they succeeded in that ECW environment where they were protected and they were working in front of a crowd which kind of knew them on an organic level and saw them grow over the years in front of their own eyes. And those people went on and didn't achieve nearly as much outside of ECW as they did within ECW. Whereas the Dean Malenko's, the Eddie Guerrero's, the Rey Mysterio's, the Chris Jericho's, the Chris Benoit's, the people who had learned their craft and had basically gotten over anywhere, left ECW and found great success elsewhere. And a very similar thing is happening in NXT, where the, the people who got over or organically and were kind of homegrown but weren't like super workers or didn't learn their craft elsewhere, like Finn Balor would have been in Japan or Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens would have all over the world, particularly in Sami Zayn's case where he did literally wrestle everywhere. Those people were always going to be fine because they proved already everywhere that how good they are and that they could get it over in front of anybody. So these people were already more or less prepared for the main roster as opposed to the kind of NXT homegrown people who were overly protected. And it feels almost wrong to criticize a television, a wrestling television show for overly protecting their the wrestlers because that's what they should be doing. But it's not preparing them for the environment they're going to be facing, which is really the point of developmental, to develop people for the environment that they're going to be facing not to develop them to kind of get over and become stars in their own small little world and then shove them into the bigger one and they flop because they don't have the skills they need. And especially, it's hard to think how WWE television is going to change because when you have like three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown and then the other periphery shows, that's a lot of television to produce and it's very difficult to protect people over that kind of stretch of time. I, I wouldn't want to book WWE. It would be a nightmare for the simple fact that it's just too much television to book. It's too many hours to fill. You, you can't possibly protect things and not overexpose people because you need to fill the television hours. You're going to overexpose people unless you have a ginormous roster. And that's counterproductive in its own way because then it's just asking your audience to care about too many people. WWE's, the way WWE is currently set up is counterproductive to, you know, creating stars because 
you've overexposed talent. And when you overexpose talent, people get used to them and they're less willing to watch their every move. It's just simple as that. So even if like NXT was doing a perfect job preparing people for being called up, that one hour television environment where people get what, probably an average of five minutes television time a week at best, maybe 10, depends who you are, but the average is probably closer to five. And then you're shoved onto WWE television in a like a 15 minute segment and said, fill that, do that twice a week, every week. People, these people aren't being prepared for that and they're not equipped for that. And that's why I don't think NXT is very well equipped for the job it goes out to do. Of course, you could argue that now NXT is becoming more than that, but that's kind of become a problem in its own way because you have NXT operating as a kind of pseudo third brand as opposed to a developmental brand. The kind of developmental people are being just cut, left in the middle. They're kind of in a, a, a no man's land doing those very tiny shows in Florida working against each other, which is another counterproductive thing. That these are the people that, like, Ty Dillinger, I think, has been working. I think it's Tyler Dillinger's that's been working a bunch of Nakamura matches, and that's brilliant for him. That's the kind of thing they should be doing when those guys are down there. They should, like, Nakamura, working Nakamura should be like a world of experience for him. And they should be doing an awful lot more of that. There should be, there shouldn't be tears. They should be working together, and so that the inexperienced people have an opportunity to work with the experienced people and learn from them. Because it's developmental supposed to be developing and if there you don't want nxt to be developmental split it do an official brand split make the nxt a third television show and have like the performance center or bring back fcw or do something so that the people down there that you actually want to develop the people who aren't like fully trained like austin aries has no reason to be down there Samoa joe doesn't eric young and bobby Roode don't and so that was my long-standing nxt is ecw the, the split between the people who could get over in like the ECW arena and then shunted onto WCW television and failed and you have the likes of like Dean Malenko who is a tremendous wrestler and would have gotten over anywhere and you have that kind of same divide in NXT then they kind of turned themselves into TNA basically by hiring a bunch of people that worked for TNA like Austin Aries, Bobby Roode, though Bobby Roode hasn't shown up yet, Eric Young, James Storm for two shows, uh, Samoa Joe obviously. So yeah they've developed into <laughs> a four years ago version of a different company instead of a kind of 20 years ago version of a different company those are my musings on nxt don't get me wrong they produce good shows like four to six times a year the television is kind of bland but those takeovers deliver so that's all that really matters because that's all i actually watch that's my show for today thank you for listening we'll be back tomorrow probably if you want more podcasts today you can check out every episode on soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK on YouTube, on iTunes. You can also check out the weekend show with myself and Ken Kidney. This week we reviewed Civil War, so we won't have a, an immediate review of Civil War on here yet anyway. We might have one eventually, we'll see. That's to be determined, TBD. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.